Greetings, everyone. This is John, one of your Trek Talk co-hosts. Um, I'm here to put a little disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. If you're a frequent listener, you've noticed on a couple other episodes that there's an annoying clicking that uh, occurs midway through some of the episodes. Well, once again, that clicking occurred in this episode, and it got worse as the episode progressed. Well, we felt that this episode had some good content, so we decided to release it as is, and hopefully you can just uh, bear through the annoying clicking. And because of that clicking sound, we did not go ahead with the Star Trek animated series commentary that we mentioned a couple of times in this episode. We will get to that eventually. Um, it's one thing we really want to do. But we figured with the clicking sound, it would just uh, continue to add annoyance to this episode. So um, please bear with us. This is a work in progress. And as always, thank you for listening. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. <laughs> Welcome to episode eight of Truck Talk, a Star Trek podcast. I'm Garen Gillum, your co-host, with my friends and fellow co-hosts, Ashley and John. Hey, hey. Hey, everybody. It's great to be back. Ah, wow. What an intro. John, our audio engineer. Round of applause for John, who... So we figured out the situation so where we can actually hear the <laughs> intro music as we're recording up till now it was us basically uh john would signal to us he was the only one that could hear any of the music or sound effects and we're just kind of like oh okay yeah 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 that's great <laughs> that's not right. great yes pretend like you hear it yeah. <laughs> so basically they were lying the entire time <laughs> good job john Thank saving you. the podcast one song at a time the Star Trek animated series music. Oh boy, that is cringeworthy. Although <laughs> I, I honestly, I I love the animated series. There are some good sci-fi episodes. I mean, it was your typical 1970s uh, filmation animation, but some of the stories are good. I liked them. Yeah, we're going to have a special episode this time. We're actually going to uh, do a commentary of one of the of one of those episodes. I think. Yeah, which one Can't is wait. it? Uh, the the Beyond the Furthest Star, I believe. Is that the one? Is that is that the episode one? Or... Yeah, that's episode one. I figured we'd just go with episode one. Oh man, I I tried watching that a few months ago and I couldn't get through the first ten minutes. <laughs> Do it. You're weak. You're, I'm a hater of the animated series. Yes. Beyond the <laughs> Furthest Star was the very first TAS episode. All right. I mean, I recognize, look, there's, you know, I think some of the writing was good. Like, like if you read the Star Trek log series, which was the novelization of the animated series, I think was done by Alan Dean Foster. Yes, they're, 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 I think they're better as short stories than they are episodes. But anyway, but it was a it was a it was a dark period between you know the final uh, episode of the original series and the motion picture. Nobody knew what was going to become of it, and people took what they could get. All right. I look forward to seeing it. I, I still haven't seen any of them uh, the whole way through. I'm sure I caught some when I was a kid, but I suspect this may this 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 uh, commentary watch may have a mystery mystery science theater three thousand vibe to it. 
Hopefully, if that's the best kind. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We need, we need our own robots, though. You know. Woo woo. Y'all doing well? Doing great. Doing well. Happy to be home. <laughs> Another grinding day. <laughs> but but there's a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Ashley, there is. Ashley's got there some might news. Be a light. Possibly. We'll see. <laughs> you want to tell Making the listeners? Making a recruiter change. You want to tell the listeners? If you're listening, Nathan. <laughs> oh, oh, is that the professor? No, that's <laughs> that's what my my one listener from work. <laughs> oh, oh <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Hi, Nathan. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, we got a listener. Hey, Nathan. Yeah. Hey, Nathan. We, we got, got one. <laughs> we got more than one. I have I have a coworker that listens. Hey, Ed. <laughs> I know you're criti- <laughs> I know you're critiquing, so take good notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So what's going on in your life, John? Uh, just, uh, work. And I started school last week for going for another bachelor's in space studies at American military university. Yes. Yes. So I had, I actually had to do some prioritizing and I had actually drop out of the live game that Garen is DMing in at a local game store. Well, local for him. Me, it's over an hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite local for you, I'd say. Yes. <laughs> Tell uh, us about <laughs> You were missed. The, the party carried on. That's good. That's good. And they all, unfortunately, they all died because they didn't have the fourth character. So, uh, <laughs> well, hey. Oh, see. <laughs> Hopefully, they all listened to you and created a backup character. No, they're no, they actually did pretty well. They they made it through. Cool. It was all good. Cool. Uh, so what's going on with you, Ashley? Not much. I am looking forward to the Star Trek convention and using my spare time to put together some, I'd say, uh, what do you call them, prototypes of the 709's ocular implants and stuff. Ah, okay. Experimenting with materials. I made some stuff out of Sculpey, find out some seabirds, see if I can, you know, what I can get that works best for that. She has one on both sides of her face, one that goes around the eye and then the one that's by her ear. So. Nice. See, might have to default back to puffy paint. <laughs> oh, really? You know, low tech puffy paint is is how I made it last time. So we'll see. That was pretty good. Is hey, it, well, good. Yeah. Is there any uh, like tutorials how they did it originally on the show? Or was that latex or was it something else? I think it was latex. Okay. Um, I don't really know how good I'd be at casting latex at this point i think i might need to involve my sister in something like that like and she did do that so yeah maybe i need to come up there and see y'all and get together and put together some uh some latex ocular implants that'd be cool i'd (laughs) I'd like to say if she if if she's going to do that i'd like to see how that's done that'd be yeah man she she's she's artsy have her put together a class for us Maybe, yeah, man. Maybe we could videotape it and put it on our YouTube channel. I'll talk to her. <laughs> the YouTube channel that doesn't exist. <laughs> it exists. There's just nothing on it yet. It hey, we're getting one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a. I uh, I was recruited this weekend to uh, set up the Melissa's craft room, which is actually down here. So I, I gotta I gotta kind of keep things down here because Melissa's right behind me. We we uh, set up the downstairs finished part of the basement as the craft room. Very nice. Um, so Melissa has the entire half of the basement set up as a craft room, but I do have a little corner of the room where I set up my uh, 
my painting uh, area for my uh, miniatures. Okay, so she's not kicking you out yet. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> right on. But stay in your area or you'll be kicked out. That's right. <laughs> Is that where you also make your um, your paper models? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. You guys are so crafty. Man. I know. Gotta borrow some paint. John, I know you paint models, don't you? Uh, yeah, I used to. I I have a bunch that's unpainted right now. I need to go and make a large purchase of paint that I've been putting off. But uh, putting that off forever. Yeah. Well, I'm still waiting for see, that Picard to be painted. I, I I have one desk in my geekatorium, and right now it's full of role playing game papers, books, the <laughs> the soundboard, and my laptop. This is this desk that I'm at is eventually going to become my painting and craft desk probably over over in that area well you, people listening can't see well it's behind me and this will be a larger desk with like shelves I'll have a cubby hole for my mixer and all that so it's all planned out in my head it's just getting the cash to do this hey. stuff <laughs> okay. hey it's looking better and better every day man yeah. It seems like you add something new every time I see you on the on the video here. Uh, but yeah, I had to I had to I had to do that. So uh, because Melissa made me, she finished the original series um, uniform pants. Yes. Um, and they look awesome. They do. Yeah. They they do. Yeah. <laughs> she did a fantastic job. I'm so kind, I'm kind of now jealous. that she's got her sewing corner going on. No, tell them what kind of uniforms you can get together. <laughs> is, she, is, is she doing any commissions? I mean, I could. Uh, right? <laughs> I don't know. You have, I mean, she got it done, but you have to remember she was cursing the entire way, especially what? when it came to the crotch area. So. <laughs> That's how you know it's fine craftsmanship. Which I, I, don't, I, 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 I don't understand why she'd have such a hard time with that. Doesn't she, like, make uh, clothes for Barbies and Kins? She should be working with – used to working with small items. Well, what were you saying, Jonathan? <laughs> you're not even drinking and you're coming up with this stuff, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, but no, I mean, you know, the second, the first one's always the hardest. The second one should be like, you know, nothing. That, that is, that is true. We'll have to, we'll have to see. You, you may have to convince her to, with, uh, with, uh, maybe with uh, fast talk and uh, and money. We'll see how that goes. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> what case? I'm not much on fast talking, but. Uh, I'll make up for it with money. <laughs> with, with your... I still want that Archer jumpsuit, man. <laughs> Archer era jumpsuit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Please. <laughs> if you're listening. I'm I'm almost to the point where I'm, I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to start ordering my uniform pieces. So. All right. Because it's May, guys. I know. I know. What happened? Kept right in uh, March charts today. March. Oh wow! Did you end up ordering the uh, that Voyager uh, uniform? Say what? Did you order the Captain Janeway Janeway uniform? No, I gotta wait till payday. But uh, it's, okay. that one's coming. I think I think that would be that would be worthy of of that much cash. Maybe I don't know. You know, that, you live, you learn. But. That that wasn't that bad. I was. It's if, yeah. If and I, I was looking, it's they have it male and female, so I was actually thinking of just getting one of those jumpsuits. Yeah. yeah. Because actually, that well, like that fits in. That would fit in with uh, generations as well, because they had the. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do Janeway though. I'm gonna get my hair cut before I go, so I can do the French twist seven of nine. Oh, okay. Janeway <laughs> <Nice>. Bob. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm going to have, uh, I've got the science officer jacket, undershirt, Voyager slash DS9 uniform coming. That is so Tom cool. Badge, rank insignia, but I don't have the, they didn't have the pants. So I'm like, there's, which is odd. There's, mul there's multiple websites that sell like the, 
the TNG, they call them TNG Voyager DS9 era pants, which basically just black pants that have the slit in the front of the legs. Yeah, no, the, for the boot. Yeah. I don't know. I looked. I didn't really find. I don't know. I found I'll, a few. I'll send you a link later. I've... If you got a good one, yeah, let me know. Um, and then, of course, the I've got the Voyager jump, the uh, Enterprise jumpsuit on pre-order, which hopefully will ship. I'm so jealous. That's going to be amazing. Yes, you're getting the you're getting the high quality stuff that I can't afford yet. Well, <laughs> I. I... I can. It's just the amount that I need to order this first time for the convention is so much that I'm going to have to go the cheap route. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can justify, you know, because you just go year after year, and you have to have your uniform. Well, that, that's that's <laughs> true. And uh, what, after the, this convention, I might like start buying some of the Innovus items. So I, I'm proceeding on the I'm proceeding on the assumption that our company is going to. Uh, make our numbers this year, and we'll get a and we'll get a bonus in December. Mm. So, good luck. Hopefully, that works out. <laughs> <laughs> Already spending the bonus. You don't know if you're getting. <laughs> I can respect that. Classic. <laughs> yeah, think, that's thinking positively. <laughs> All right. Okay. What, what do we got in the news? From the Federation News Service, um, first item, which it's uh, which it's fairly old news, but we haven't covered it yet, is the fact that Rain Wilson has been cast as Harry Mudd on Star Trek Discovery. I know, and I must confess that during the last podcast recording, this was already out, and I completely missed that. Like. How did I not remember that? Well, we had a lot going on. We had Megan on, and uh, so. But, yeah, that was very yeah. exciting. I could see how we could forget that. <laughs> For those who aren't familiar with Rain Wilson, he was Dwight Schrute on The Office. The Office. And uh, he's he's been in a few other movies, um, as well as series. So, so yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, you know, Harry Mudd is kind of. Uh, so he was on two episodes of the original series and one of the animated um, series. And was it one of the animated series? Yes, they actually brought in uh, Roger C. Car- I think it's Carmel. Yes, who Roger played Carmel or Carmel? Who played Harry Mudd um, in the original series? They brought him back to do the voice in the animated series. So, yeah. So he played he played basically um I guess a space scoundrel type of character. Um, yeah, con man. Yeah. Yeah, con uh, man. I guess you kind of term him as a slaver at one point with the women. <laughs> Mud's um, women. <laughs> yeah. But well, the interesting I, thing to me is they have him listed for nine episodes. Really, on on IMDb. Hmm. So he's starring from the pilot through through one point nine. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering how accurate that is because he actually recently tweeted that he he said saw the Star Trek script um, with you know with my character in it looks great or I'm paraphrasing but something to that effect. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I, yeah I don't know that. Uh, not sure how accurate the IMDb that that would be odd that to have yeah a character that would be in every episode like that. That's a lot of hairy mud. Yeah, that's a lot of hairy mud. I mean, yeah, yeah. he was he was just like a, a bit character, like a one off character. Well, he was in two episodes, but I mean, he was just like a you know minor supporting role that would pop up every now and then. I think nine that's episodes. Right. He'd almost have to be on one of the ships in that many episodes i think yeah but uh, um the, the link the link i uh put in our show notes that has i think it's a uh photoshop they put rain wilson's face on harry mudd's <laughs> body but they did a good job and he he does look like a young harry mudd it's just i i hope he can get get that voice in the tone of 
hairy mud. <laughs> I wonder if they'll have his wife on uh, oh. on the show. <laughs> that would be good. That would... <laughs> and they would have to have a, an actress that can do that voice, that shrill <laughs> voice. <laughs> yep. Um, actually, hey, another news item that I just thought of related to Discovery was uh, so the. Um, did y'all see the? Well, I think you saw it, John. I think we talked about it the other day. Um, Jonathan Frakes basically just tweeted a picture of himself and said, "Where am I?" I believe, and he appeared to be. He was like kneeling. It was. It looked like a, potentially a. A set. I, I was. I think it was a set for something. It, it looked. Like, it looked like a starship, uh, like a large starship window. Kind yes. Of, and yeah, he was just kind of like leaning through it, and it was. Uh... Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I think so. J- j- of course, Jonathan Frakes played William Riker on Star Trek: The Next Generation. He directed several episodes. Of course, went on and he directed Star Trek: First Contact, and I think. Did he? I think he also directed uh, um, Insurrection. In, insurrection. Yes. So at this speculation, I guess is is he directing an episode of Star Trek Discovery? Oh, I'm which sure. I think would be awesome. I'm for. I'm. Yeah. I'm fairly certain certain he is uh, directing. I mean, he's he's a very accomplished director. I mean, he's uh, done I think a lot of some NCIS and. A lot of shows on CBS. His name pops up quite a bit. So, oh, yeah, I, I didn't know that. I haven't really followed him as a director. So he, he's he's been directing other TV series. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's had steady work as a uh, television director. So, I think, that, I think that would be great. Oh yeah, I mean, especially yeah. I think that that'd be awesome because you know he is so familiar with. Star Trek, so and it's it's interesting that the set too, because if if it is Star Trek Discovery, you know it, it, it the, I don't know this the kind of the structure of the set and the shape of the windows and the the color of the bulkhead was very TOS like I I thought yes it was uh, it it had like that lighter kind of grayish bluish tone that from the original series yeah yeah it had like the like uh there's a term for that color um yeah it just looked like kind of like a bulkhead like a your standard bulkhead on uh the TOS Enterprise yeah but i is... except except the the window had a little bit more of a curvature than yeah Pretty much all their all the TOS uh, sets were pretty much straight lines and hard angles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. right. that's pretty cool. I'm so a- we'll see what happens there. And actually, kind of leads us into the other news item. And so, um, so basically, so um, C- uh, president of CBS, Les Moonves, basically confirmed the fall release of Star Trek Discovery. Very exciting. Very exciting. Glad to hear it. Yes. Yeah, hopefully they stay with that. Don't change it. Fingers crossed. But <laughs> I, because, I mean, honestly, I mean, if he says it's full, I, there's a lot of fans that, I, which Garen gets upset with them, but I think fans feel like they're being jerked around a little. By not not so much the production of Discovery, but by CBS itself. So, hopefully, they stick with the fall 2017 date. He's pretty much on record at this point. I I doubt if it's going to change. Oh, we thought he was on record when he says said late summer, early fall. <laughs> Well, there you go. And, See, and we're still on target. Well, it's still, still on target. It's still on target, but then, then there came came out when 
I thought, I don't know who said it. It might have just been rumored that, you know, well, there's no set date for it. Oh, yeah. They did, someone did mention that. So. Um, it is what it is, though. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it will be the fall. I mean, hopefully sometime around September, you know, 8th. When, won't be the 50th anniversary, but it'll be the 51st anniversary of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's pretty specific. Hey, that's <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, hey. hey, It's better to get the series in good shape and, 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 and be ready than try to rush it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. And uh, yeah. From, from the few things that have been leaked and stuff, I think it's... I, even though... Um, Having a brain dump. Uh, the original showrunner. That oh, left. Brian Fuller. Yeah, even though Brian Fuller oh. left, I, I still think it's in very good hands because I mean, the two people that are running the show now still have worked very closely with him, as we discussed in previous podcasts. So, I think well, of course it, they also have Nicholas Meyer on board. Um, Rod. He wrote and directed Star Trek Two. Directed, I think he wrote, he definitely directed Star Trek 6. I think he also wrote it, and he wrote Star Trek 4 as well. Okay. Yeah. And they have Rod Roddenberry, so they've got, still have a Roddenberry at the helm, hopefully. Uh, And Joe Mononsky, who was a writer for TNG. Okay. Capable hands. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah. All right. If CBS just allows, uh, if CBS just allows the production to do their thing, I, it'll be awesome. As long as the corporate heads keep their little fingers out of it. <laughs> so. I'm so I'm sorry because I'm I'm still listening to that uh, the fifty. Um, 50-year journey, or I can't remember what that book is. 50-year mission? Yes. I'm on, I'm yes. on, I'm on the, uh, they're talking about the mo- the next generation movies now, and it just seems like, you know, the, the higher-ups in Paramount was always sending them their notes. So, but anyway, I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Garen? Uh, I'm just saying what other items we have in the news. Oh. Yeah, we have uh, more casting news for Star Trek Discovery. Uh, some new cast members have been announced. Um, we have, hopefully I'm not uh, destroying her name, but I think it's Rika Sharma will star as Commander Landry, Starship Discovery Security Officer. Sharma has been previously seen in Battlestar Galactica and The 100. All right. So, yeah, and she was actually in, or or maybe she might be in an upcoming episode of Star Trek Continues, uh, the fan series. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, another uh, another female security officer. I think that's cool. Long and cool. she's actually uh, there's uh they did an interview with her related to Star Trek Continues. Actually, you can find it on YouTube. So she she actually so she watched. She she grew up on Star Trek. She watched uh, TOS. Oh, nice! So. Fantastic. Okay. I like to so. hear that. I like people that you know come to the show with knowledge of what they're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I yeah, she was on Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, she played, I remember that she, she was the aide to the uh, to the president. To the oh, pres. That's right. right. <laughs> okay, I thought she looked familiar. But then again, you know, I haven't seen all of Battlestar Galactica. We won't get into that again, but... You should do that, John. I know. <laughs> Come on, man, do it. Okay. Uh, the, next, so the next cast member is Kenneth Mitchell. He will star as Klingon Commanding Officer Cole. Mitchell has been seen in Jericho, The Astronaut's Wife's Club, and Frequency. Nice. And I'm get, I'm pulling this all this information from uh, treknews.net, so I'd like to you know attribute where I'm getting this information. So I like your journalistic integrity there. Oh yeah. 
That that way, if it, the information turns out wrong, it's come back to <laughs> oh, okay. no, gotcha. no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I, I I've been I've been reading reading uh, Trek news for years, and they usually on top of everything. So, do you want to? Yeah. Wanna... all the things looks like so many different shows. That'll be awesome. Do you want to read the next cast member? Is our next cast member? Let me find the notes and more. Claire McConnell. It says more added to Star Trek Discovery in our script, John. <laughs> I'm looking at the script right now. It says Ricky Sharma, Kenneth Mitchell. What? what? More added to Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, but see, there's a, I put a link in there, so you know you have to click on the link. So the next uh, cast member is Claire McConnell. Uh, who will play the Klingon Dennis, D-E-N-N-A-S. And she's been on Dim the Fluorescence. I'm not familiar with that show. Now, there is going to be a lot of Klingons in this show. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely Klingon heavy. I mean, which goes back to this probably the Klingon Federation Klingon war. It, there, there's so many Klingon characters. Um, I almost wonder if they're, I mean, this is basically the show is going to have like almost equal point of views, perhaps. Right. Um, you're going to have the Starfleet crew and then the point of view of the, the Klingons, Right, because that's that's a lot of Klingons, and you know, Chris Obi. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, he's he's he appears to be a going to be a lead on the show. I mean, he's also on American Gods. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think it's going to be something different. I think we're going to kind of have equal, perhaps equal views on this show. It's going to be quite different. Yeah, pretty much yeah. all the all. It'll be the... interesting. All the new uh, cast members announced are playing Klingons because there's David Runyon who will play yeah. Klingon Ujili. Um, and Shazard Latif, who is previously announced to play Cole, uh, a Klingon commanding officer, will be ne- has transitioned to uh, Lieutenant Tyler, a Starfleet officer. So there's they're still making... Uh, you know, casting, switching cast around and all that, so. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting excited. This along, <laughs> uh, this along with um, the convention, it's going to be good late summer, early fall. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great summer slash early fall. Yes. Yeah, and think of all the interesting nuggets we might learn at the convention i'm just saying i gotta have to think if they don't already have a trailer or something more substantial by the convention that maybe they'll have something there i think so it's gonna be so close to uh early fall i'm hoping i'm hoping they (laughs) you know maybe screen the first episode oh wow that would be how awesome would that be I mean that would that would definitely harken back to nineteen what sixty four sixty five when Gene Roddenberry took um, and showed the cage to the uh, I think it was one of the world science world science fiction convention I believe yeah it was the it was the uh, science fiction um, it was like writers the, it was writers uh, but yeah dealt with more book science fiction books but. Uh... Yeah, he actually he he took, that would be cool. He 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 took the the cage and he also took um, some of the costumes from yeah and uh, yeah. B Joe Tr- Trimble tells a great story of him yeah. forcing his uh, the his uh, costumes into her fashion sh- show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so so Gene Roddenberry, of course, the great bird of the galaxy, creator of Star Trek. Yeah, when he they were originally promoting the show, 
he took it to one of the conventions and and of course showed the pilot episode and it's like you said John he uh Bijo Trimble who became later famous in Star Trek fandom and and led the was was basically the driving force behind the letter campaign um to keep Star Trek on the air after the second season of TOS. Um, she was there and running, actually, the costume contest uh, at at that con- convention in, in the, you know, the mid-'60s. Yeah. And, uh, and Ron Mary convinced her to... Uh, I think he actually brought in models and the uniforms. Yes. Yes, that is correct. To have them uh, as part of the uh, costume contest at that convention. Did they win? Did she? I don't. I don't remember if she ever. If she, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Was it? Was it? Were they doing costume t- contest at that point, or was it just? I thought it was just a like a sci-fi fashion show. Maybe more of a fashion show, not yeah. a contest. Yeah, okay, it might have been that. Because now, I... I do remember they said that though they they did he that when when so when they when she allowed that he told her and her husband John that you know basically you know thanks for doing that you know if you're ever in town or you want to you know you want to come by and see the Star Trek sets you know just just give me a ring and they actually did that. And he was true to his word. He brought them down, you know, to Paramount. Um, well, it wasn't, wasn't Paramount at the time. It would have been Desilu. Desilu, yes. And showed them to the sets, and that's how they developed that, their relationship with Roddenberry and uh, and everything. So pretty cool. Yeah. And she, cool. she, uh, she eventually went on uh, to write the what's it, Star Trek Compendium. Concordance. Concordance. I get. I get. Yeah, I get those two. Would, two confused. She would whack you for that. She's, <laughs> she's, she's pretty feisty. Yeah. So, which I finally got a copy of. So, a while back ago, has the uh, tur- the disc that turns. You can reference which where where each episode's located in the book. It's pretty cool. Oh, cool! I haven't yep. seen that one yet. Okay, I think that's um is that pretty much it for news? I think so. Okay. Um Oh, I see some stuff. Let's move on to Cork's Bazaar. I see that you've added something, but uh first thing on the list uh this past Saturday, which I what I can't remember what the date was was Free Comic Book Day, and IDW um, presented a Star Trek Next Generation uh, comic that they were giving away. And it is it looks amazing. I have not read it yet, but it is, uh, involves the Mirror Universe. And have you... You picked one up, right, Garen? I did. I did get one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's right here. Awesome. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, either. Um, the, so the, it's the uh, I think they actually have a couple a couple stories in here. Cause yes. If you flip to the to the back, there's a boldly go section as well. Oh yes. Oh, and 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 also uh, um, the Green Lantern crossover. Okay. So oh yeah. These are the yeah they they give a little little uh, snippets of the different. Different, so, different stories that they've already published in um, Boldly Go and um, Waypoint, as well as the Green Lantern. But the so this go ahead. I'm sorry. I think IDW is going to be doing. A, I, I think this is an an intro to a, a miniseries, right? For Mirror, it's called Mirror Broken. Star Trek: The Next Generation, Mirror Broken. Fantastic. I believe is actually going to be a series. I hope so. It is it is written by David Tipton and Scott Tipton, and with art and coloring by J.K. Wood Woodward, 
And I think yeah. all, all, all three of those were involved with uh, the IDW publication of City on the Edge of Forever. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, so the original series episode, uh, City on the Edge of Forever, which was written by the science fiction writer Harlan Ellison. Um, and it's, you know, City on the Edge of Forever is, it, it's, it's kind of, I would say, widely considered. It's an, it's definitely in the top five of best Star Trek episodes ever. I mean, m- many rated as, as number one. Um, but, um, but Harlan Ellison is, is kind of a, is he, you know, he's an interesting kind of, I would guess I would describe as a cantankerous type of character and personality. Um, and there had been, there, there's basically a, had been a long going feud between him and, and Roddenberry over this particular episode, right? Because he, it, it, the episode ended up being heavily revised and edited by by Roddenberry and I think some of the other writers um, at the time, and he just it's like Ellison never got over it. Um, you know, he, he he felt it should have been done his way, and he's he was basically you know just pissed off over it. Um, so later on, he did. He released the, the script in a in a book form later. Um, but IDW went back and took the his original script, and they did a comic book um, adaption of it, um, which is it's really it, it it's pretty good. It's nice to have that original script. Um, the art on it is fantastic. So it's, uh, again, it's, uh, J.K. Woodward who did the art on that and, of course, did the art of, um, Star Trek Next Generation Mirror Broken. Yeah. The, the, uh, art, the artwork, basically, he took, uh, they explain how he did it in, in the, uh, City on the Edge of Forever. He basically took... Yeah. I think he used himself as a model for a lot of it to get the lighting and stuff, and he would like take actual photos, and then it, he would paint. Yeah, it's more of a painting than drawing. Yeah, and it's the artwork is just amazing. I, I love. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, it's not the traditional approach where you have the penciler and the inker and the colorist. He bas- it's basically a paintings. Each panel is an actual painting. And he does everything, so it's pretty nice. All right, what else we got? A Novos Captain Picard fully posable action figure. This must be a new item. I didn't see that one yet. Oh yeah, well I snuck that one in there because okay. I got an email earlier today around four o'clock, <laughs> and. There was Picard sitting in my inbox. <laughs> sure as heck, Anova sent an email out that they have now listed shipping May 2017. The Star Trek: The Next Generation Picard one to six scale articulated figure, and he even has a cup of Earl Grey tea. <laughs> nice. Well, that's uh, that's kind of interesting. So they're they're more they're known for doing the the uniforms. So they're coming yeah. out with uh, figures. Interesting. Yeah, they also have a uh, one to six scale McCoy. So, uh, TOS uh, McCoy or? Uh... Yeah. Okay. TOS McCoy. Pretty interesting. I'm going. And those are the only two I see listed. Um. But heck yeah, I'd take both of them. Okay, I see it. Wow, that's a little they're... pricey. How how much are yeah. they? How much? Over a hundred. Well, uh, they're officially listed as one seventy nine ninety five. Oh wow! That, I mean, that's a. I mean, when it, if if highly detailed action figures with uh, actual cloth clothing, that's that's the norm for stuff like that. Like the what's it, I can't remember the company that made all the Marvel, like Captain America and Iron Man, highly detailed. Uh-huh. Some of those are like couple hundred so I don't know it's a it's a pretty awesome likeness 
a fully articulated body, 30 points of articulation, realistic portrait, Starfleet duty uniform tunic, <laughs> duty uniform pants, boots, <laughs> and a display base. Oh, yeah. Does he, does he have, like, uh, interchangeable hands? He does. Oh, he, he comes with accessories. <laughs> hand phaser, a tricorder, a pad, and a teacup. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Does, <laughs> how about his yeah. flute? Does he come with his flute? I don't see the pamphlet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that, although, Patrick Stewart did say that was one of his favorite episodes. Yes. The Inner Light. Yeah, the one where the, uh, whatchamacallit, the probe, like, knocks him yeah. out into yeah. the whole suit of consciousness for a whole lifetime. Yep. Where he ends up learning how to play the flute. That's a, that's a good, that, that, that's, I think that's up in the top five, ten, top five, actually. That's yeah, that was an awesome episode. Now, the, the only problem I had with that episode was, um... They didn't have a, a follow-up to it. Like, I felt it needed... So, you remember in the Best of Both Worlds, so obviously Picard was assimilated by the Borg, and they got... And they had that episode, Family, which dealt with the aftermath of that, which I thought was a great move, because how do you go from that experience to just, oh, okay, the next episode, and everything's back to normal. Right. Right. I felt they needed that for the inner light, too. And, and yeah, they didn't I agree. It's like... It's like, how do you go from, like, living from, from what, to you, is a full lifetime with wife and family? Normal. And the very next episode, it's like, it's all, it's all, everything's back to normal. Back to but, yeah. But the episode itself was really good. Yeah. Well, yeah. According, I mean, Gene Ronberry's world, the future, you know, stuff like that wouldn't bother. We'd, we'd move past all that. <laughs> <laughs> those, those silly human emotions. <laughs> I, I I sense some sarcasm in you. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, so I just had to put that on our no, course bizarre. That is come cool. on. A little a tiny Picard. <laughs> you 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 pre ordered it, haven't you, Ashley? You know, it, with, with all those points of articulation, you could probably do an old-style stop-motion animation. Uh. Yes! And the funniest part was, on the email, they had, like, uh, it was either on the email or on the website, they had, like, several different poses they, they took pictures of, and him in all sorts of different poses with all of his accessories and stuff. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Does he have, like, does he have just a pretty the, serious action figure there. Does he just have the fingers... Pointing, you know, so like he's saying, engage. Make it so. Make it so. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish they'd make the captain's seat to go along with the action figure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, I know. Uh, one thing that was we, pretty well done. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to go look at it later. I don't like opening too many windows because it starts affecting my yeah. sound on my. On the podcast, so don't push your luck. <laughs> yes, but we did. We did forget one thing in the uh, news items, so we'll have to uh, go back. That this past Saturday, uh, Chris Pine <clears throat> hosted Saturday Night Live. Yes, he did, it and was, it was hilarious. Yeah, that guy, they did. They he did. did more singing than I ever thought. I mean, I didn't know he was such a singer, but I think he sung for at least two. Of the skits that Right. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't watched the entire thing. I've ca I caught his monologue, which, like you said, he, he sang in that. And then I caught the uh, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, Tyson hosting the Lost Episode, <laughs> Episode 81, <laughs> Spock's Secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, Chris Pine... Wait. Do, Chris Pine. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson on as well. No, no, it's one of the. It's um, I can't think of the uh, the oh, okay. actor's one name. The, the, yeah. Okay. Cast members, yeah. Uh, he's, right. he's fantastic, but Chris Pine has Kirk nailed. Oh yeah, he does a great so, Shatner. So he was. So he was doing a a, a Shatner version of Kirk. Yes. Yes. Right, I gotta watch this. Yes. Yeah. I so they have. Seen, have I have not seen it yet. 
Yeah, they, they conned him into doing one Star Trek at Skit, and the rest were were of assorted nature, but they they were all of them were great. It was a good show. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, check that out. Um, Absolutely. You, you said you uh, you can you can see it on um um Hulu Hulu, or you can probably find individual uh, clips on YouTube. But Hulu does yeah. Hulu does stream the entire uh, episode of Saturday Night Live. All right. Nice. Yep. Very funny. Okay. Um, let's take a trip to the holodeck. And even though there's nothing written, I know Garen just started a new Dungeons and Dragons game. Wait, no sound of now, no sound effect. I'm. <laughs> Look, we want to hear it. <laughs> One thing at a time. I got. I got it where that you can hear the sound. <laughs> I can. Add, I can add it post production. Oh, Depend, depending on how I am with my homework, oh, I, I'm. I'm like getting post production. Now this. Okay. So you're gonna put it in post production then? Yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, maybe. So do we? I'm not promising we, anything. Do we need to pause right here? John, Ashley, everyone pause. Program complete. Enter when ready. Okay, the program's running. All right. <laughs> Roger. Now you got some homework to do. Yeah, you know, you know if uh if if I'm going if I'm Getting behind on my homework, this post production's not going to happen, and we're just going to—I'm going to leave it like oh, that. No, oh, no, you're going to have it. So, so everybody, if you do not hear the holodeck sound effect when we release this episode, I need everyone to write in. You can tweet us, email us, post something on our web page. Yes, you can. You can. Get, it's a trek. Trek talk dot blueberry.com you can find all our contact information we have facebook we have twitter eventually we'll have uh youtube on there we have the channel it's trek talk podcast but we just haven't posted anything yet all right so right now so so, uh you can either congratulate john for getting that sound effect in (laughs) or you can uh, publicly chastise John for not getting that in. And how fun would that be? <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 now I may just leave it out just for the public chastising. <laughs> and how about this? The first person that responds gets to join us, the <laughs> Trek Talk co-hosts. Yeah. On our next episode. Rock on. Take us up on that challenge. You won't regret it. So the the first person to either congratulate me or chastise me will be yes. a guest co-host. Yes. Okay. Right here, right now. I just thought of that. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a good. So uh, either, either way, it's a win-win for just the first person who sends in an email. <laughs> that's what we're saying. <laughs> Listeners, we want to hear from you. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we know we have listeners. We have a few. We have at least. Yeah, let, let us know that uh, we actually have listeners. We want to hear back. Yes. Uh, we, no. we have downloads. We know people are downloading us. Uh huh. You can, uh, our um, Facebook page is Trek Talk. Is it a page? Yeah, it's a page. It's a Trek Talk podcast. Our email is trektalkpodcast at gmail.com and our Twitter handle is also trektalkpodcast all one word and our YouTube channel once we get something on there is trektalkpodcast see I got a theme going <laughs> oh, you're awesome. I see I see what you did there yeah, I did. I <laughs> well done gentlemen <laughs> alright so back oh, to the holodeck are, so we're in the holodeck yes I am running a uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition game at a game store specifically for new players to the game. It's going pretty well. John, you had a dropout. You were you're missed. 
Um, but we continued on. Um, uh, you remember Jessica? She was almost killed by some giant rats. Um, but she made it through. Oh, that's good. Um, they actually solved some pretty cool um, puzzles as well. So it was, it, it, it was fun. What what adventure are you taking uh, them through? Um, of course, we are all. We just started the Call of Cthulhu game as well. Oh, very yeah. fun. Yes, that's very fun. I'm uh, Professor Nathaniel Nelson, uh, professor of occult studies and archaeology at Miskatonic University. Sorry, it's... sorry, Ash. I don't have my pipe handy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all night, all night, this guy, right on Skype with the pipe, just, just nice. it's just perfect. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, that was great. Um, it's funny how you, yeah, you go from being captain of the starship to being the, basically the professor, kind of the nominal yep. leader of the group. He's always a chief investigator of one sort or another. Yes, I don't know. How, nice. I don't know how that happened. I just picked a professor, and it's like next thing I knew, John. This basically revolves around you. How are you getting your team together? <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know. If, if you don't know by now that I'm going to put you on the spot in my games, man. Yeah, it's happening. This, <laughs> that is hard for an introvert, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why my character background sucks so bad. <laughs> oh no, I would. Uh, Although you, I you think brought, I've made progress, I'm you, learning. You brought an accent to the game. That was very impressive. I did from Charleston, South Carolina. That's right. And I might wear my flapper dress. Oh, to nice. Session. You guys, it's funny. <laughs> it's very nice. Oh wait. Day. Did you say you have an actual flopper dress that you're gonna well, wear? Well, I, I have a, re, a recreation. Oh, that'd be nice. That I got a, uh, from one of my sister's friends. It's right. very, very 1920s, and, and I don't do a lot of those because they kind of make me look like I'm in the wearing a tater sack, for lack of a better oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is not a look that's really super good for me. <laughs> okay. I have a plan for us for next year. This year we're going to the Trek convention, but I think next year we should go to Gen Con because, I mean, uh, another member of our group, Kit and Wes, um, live in Indianapolis, and maybe we could get into an actual uh, You Can Cthulhu game that they put on at Gen Con, which involves, like, multimedia. They've got, like lights and like special effects and all that really yes it's it i didn't i didn't play but kit was playing and he he got me in where they had a couch and i like sat in the background and just observed and it it was it was really well done so i think i think the the, our our core group that's playing call of cthulhu right now should go to gen con and participate Wow! Absolutely. So you've been in Gen Con then? Yes, I I went in 2011. It's uh, it's been too long. I'd love to go back. I would have loved to gone back this year, especially with the uh, uh, Star Trek Adventures, but from Modifius coming out. I'm I'm sure they're they're well. They they did give away um, when they announced it. You could well. I think that was last year when you signed up for. the play test they were giving away miniatures of kirk and picard which um, my good friend kit was able to get me both of those thank you kit if you're listening you, kit. and um but yeah i think this, this has already happened this year i can't remember no i think it's uh sometime in july it's around the t- same time as the star trek convention that's why i couldn't afford to go to both but uh, I'm sure Modifius will probably have some kind of big event going on introducing because they're supposed to release it sometime. It's it's soon. supposed to come out in the summer. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to find out. We need to get yeah. See what's yeah, going I, on. With that. I hope they make an appearance at the Star Trek convention, Modifius. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. there's we gotta find out or at least. <laughs> We should contact them and see um, if we can 
I would love to, you know. Oh, see if you can uh, uh, GM a, a game at the convention. Yeah. Yeah. How awesome would that be? We I yeah, we gotta do that. In, I mean, it, in uniform. It, it's not official. I, yeah, I don't. I see. I don't know. I mean, that's. I don't know if they do. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we could do whatever we want in our own room or whatever. But I mean, I don't know if they do. Do they do gaming at uh, conventions? Uh, at the start. Um, I know they have different stuff going on all day. You know, so they have like five or six different rooms. I don't remember if they had RPGs going on or not. Okay. But I don't see why that wouldn't be a fantastic possibility. You know what I mean? Okay. And then we could get some of our listeners as bridge crew. Come on, you guys. Yeah. yeah Let's right. do it. Okay. I mean, heck, we, we could, uh, you know, just contact them and see if they are going to be there. And tell, okay. them, tell them that we've all participated in the uh, beta test. And we'd love to possibly participate in a game at the convention all right all right we have some we have some homework to do absolutely all right all right well i think that about wraps it up 